This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk about urgency in education. What drives your students and your teaching? Is it urgent and does it promote the growth of intrinsic motivation? There's an East Initiative update, information on upcoming appearances, all of that and more up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us today. We got some stuff we're going to talk about urgency in education. I'm feeling pretty urgent about it. You know what's really urgent? That you go out to the web and just go to Google, type in EduTech Guys. You're going to find us out there urgently looking back at you with some urgently looking faces. Uh, I'll be honest with you, it's bitmojis. But yeah, as as we like to say, we can't really put our own faces out there because I've got warrants. No, <laughs> I really don't. Or do I? I'm not sure. No. Anyway, I got at least not in this state. I'm, I'm, I'm completely off track. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to visit us on the web, www.edutechguys.com. One thing Jeff's not too urgent about is keeping it all together. So... Um, I hope you're having a great week at school. I hope you're uh, doing your education thing to the max and you're really, really happy. This sounds like we just turned into a, a, a self-help show all of a sudden. You're good enough and you're smart enough and doggone it, people like you. <laughs> I wish that was true about me, but I don't think a lot of people do like me. I think it's because I'm a little bit too... Uh, obnoxious when you actually see me in person and uh, talking about in person at the end of the show today, we're going to tell you where we're going to be at (laughs) actually. And that's a completely incorrect sentence, but I'm going to say it anyway, because uh, I can, because it's a podcast because people like to hear me ramble on all 13 listeners. So I think that's pretty awesome. That is. How do you, isn't it? Okay. Well, you know, you know what's pretty awesome is uh, the fact that we have a. <laughs> See, and this is the kind of shows we used to do. You know, this is the kind of fun that we used to have. We hope you're enjoying it because uh, we're both uh, we're actually not in the same studio at this point. So there's a look of terror on my face. <laughs> 
And and see, Jeff is usually the uh, relaxed, jovial one, and I'm the one who's like freaking wigging out about everything. So you can imagine if Jeff's face is looking rather <laughs> concerned, you can imagine what mine's going through right now. Well, you know, I'm just a little concerned, but one thing I am really concerned about is one of our sponsors, Concordia University, and uh, what they actually bring not only to our show, but to education. Uh, Well, you know, I've been in education for over 25 years, and not only have I seen some of the challenges that students have to face every day, but when I was a student, uh, there were lots of challenges that I had to face, especially being far away from family. I mean, there were things like, you know, where was I, where was I going to get food to eat? Or if, if I got sick, how was I going to see the doctor? You know, all kinds of challenges. You know, and those are the kind of challenges that make it hard for kids to focus, you know, on learning day to day stuff, um, everything that's uh, important when you're trying to get your education. You know, thankfully that Concordia University in Portland, it's leading the way now and they have their new three to Ph.D. program that it helps to combat student fears, you know, uh, so they don't have to worry about those things. So they can just kind of free themselves up to pursue their their highest dreams. Yeah, I really wish that there had been something like this when I was in school because Concordia is revolutionizing education by creating this holistic model. So it provides things like groceries and healthcare, heck, even clothing to students right there on campus. I didn't have that, not when I was going to school. So it's very cool that they are helping students thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow through the program. You know, and and they make it really easy to get two educational opportunities because they they offer online and on campus programs, you know, where students can have the opportunity to learn about, you know, um, a, a, an easier, more compa- compassionate you know, approach to, to education and uh, they can see that way to see how they can nurture the whole student and, and how that can lead to a really amazing opportunity and some amazing things for those students in education. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're out there listening and you'd like to learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, head on over to cu portlandedu slash let's conquer. Again, that's cu dash portland.edu slash let's conquer hashtag nurture educate grow You know, one of the things that David and I like to do is uh, we like to have a show where it's just us. And uh, lately, there's been a lot of those. So some of you are probably going, yeah, those are great. Now get some guests on. We want to hear. Anyway, so <laughs> talk, talk about urgency. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that brings us to the point of this week's show. Uh, we just want to touch on this just for a few minutes. And uh, it's urgency in education. And I was thinking about this the other day and I told David about it. And I, I think we've lost that urgency, you know, like. Are like are, what drives you in the classroom? Is there an urgency in your school district? Is there an urgency in the educational uh, f- blueprint framework of your uh, school system, your school district? Um, are you are you pushed by that? Is it like uh, is it driven by test scores? Is it driven by low literacy uh, scores? Is it driven by you know low math scores? You know what's actually driving you, and and then in turn, what's driving those students? What's urgent to them? Uh, what's What's is it urgent uh, to for them to for you to help them create maybe an intrinsic motivation? Do you you notice that? I I believe those two things go together. That's what I'm trying to say is I believe that if you have an urgency, then 
intrinsically, you're motivated to meet that urgency. Does does that make any sense, David? Yeah, I I think the I think the big thing um, uh, in terms of uh, kind of I I think what we need to do is maybe just take a a little step back and just um, when when we're saying urgency in the classroom, what what does that look like? What does that mean? What does it mean to be urgent in your education? urgent in your teaching? What does it mean to be a student who is urgent in their learning? So I think maybe if we just take a little step back and let's talk a little bit about that right there. What, what, is, what does that mean when we say urgent? You know, you're exactly right, David. And, and, you know, I like to jump the gun sometimes. So, you know, when we talk about urgency, you know, what's urgent to you? And, and, and I think that's what we're seeing. So we see a lot of schools that uh, no longer uh, have homework. We'll just take that one. Uh, and, and so uh, when a kid comes to class, uh, they're just there to prep for one or two tests, three tests, four tests, uh, maybe a couple daily quizzes, but the urgency to learn something is gone. I, I always felt like when a child starts school, and they first learn to read, then there's this urgency to learn more words. You know, there's this urgency to learn their timetables. Uh, there's there's urgency uh, to learn more so that they can learn more. Um, where is that falling apart? Because I, I think that that would be a great question to ask. And then as a, as a spectator um, outside of the classroom, K through 12, sometimes that's what I see is I see that, that students have lo- have lost an urgency to learn more so that they can learn more. Does, and maybe I'm maybe I'm convoluting the problem, the, the, the definition and the problem by that definition. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I think you're I, I, I mean, it makes sense to me. Um, so hopefully it, it also makes sense to the folks that are listening and, and they understand where you're going with that. Uh, f- to me, what um, when I when I take what you know when I, when I hear what the way you're explaining it and and I think about especially like even just my own education or uh, my wife's a teacher and I think about her you know teaching students and my daughter you know is a student so I think about the things that she's learning and in terms of urgency I, I think a part of that is having a passion for learning that is um, wh- whatever whatever subject or whatever topic within a subject uh, really you know grabs a hold of a student finding ways to keep that particular fire burning and and helping it grow so that as Jeff said so they have an urgency to want to learn more it's not just the desire to learn more but it's that feeling that I have got to learn everything I can about this, or if not everything, you know, I, I want to learn more about this particular thing. I I, I think about it in terms of um, if, if there's something new that, that comes down the pike that really, really interests me, just for the sake of argument, let's say it's, you know, AR and VR, uh, augmented and virtual reality. And, and I start to learn a little bit about that. And then that drives my urgency to learn more about it and then share what I've learned, get more learning, share that, continue, hopefully, ultimately even help teach someone else about it. That helps grow that urgency. So when we're talking about the urgency that you as an educator are feeling in your classroom or you, uh, your urgency as an administrator, what are the things that help you want to be motivated to help those that you are in charge of uh, educating, nurturing. Those are the, you know, the folks that you're in charge of helping them grow intellectually. How are you helping 
them develop that uh, urgency. And one of the other things that that mm-hmm. Jeff, you know, had mentioned was the intrinsic motivation, and that's a big that's a big part of it. Um, and, and in case you're not you know, too familiar with what all that means. Uh, intrinsic motivation is something that comes from inside us. It's the reason inside us we want to learn about something in particular. Extrinsic is like a reward. Like you get 20 bucks for getting A's on your report card, or you get a sticker, or you get to edit your character in a class dojo, right? Those are extrinsic or external motivations versus something that is internal and it makes you want to do that even if the quote unquote only reward is your own learning. Yeah. You know, hearing you explain it to me better, (laughs) (laughs) actually, that actually helps me really realize that's exactly what I'm trying to get across is, is that how do you as a teacher, um, build this intrinsic motivation inside your student? How, how do you make them intrinsically realize the urgency to continue to learn? You know, and it, it's like the moment you see something and you go, oh my gosh, that is the greatest violinist I've ever seen in my life. Okay. I want to do that tomorrow. Well, that's not going to happen tomorrow, but I've got to learn all these steps in between it to get to that point. Um, and that's what drives that urgency inside there to get to that point. Or, you know, I, I want to be able to read war and peace <laughs> and I'm having trouble getting through Danny and the dinosaur right now. So wh- what's going to drive that student every year to come back and want to do better and better. Um, and, and, and I think that's interesting. It's, it's not about the grade really. I mean, the grade is wonderful. The grade is a, is an extrinsic, you know, motivator and, and to let us know that we're doing great in the eyes of everyone else. But uh, intrinsically, I think that's the interesting thing is um, as, as a musician, when I do the best I can, then I do the best I can. And um, if I play a good show and I still know that I, you know, I missed a few notes here. I, I missed a rhythm there. I came in, you know, a, a half a beat late there or blah, 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 blah. But at the end, I still feel like I worked really hard and I did a good job. Then that's all that really kind of matters to me sometimes. As long as the crowd doesn't throw rotten tomatoes at me and boom me <laughs> off stage. You know, it's a pretty good. But, you know, I, I, and I think that that's what we're trying to drive for for most of our students is that at the end of the day, they know that they worked really hard on what they did and they feel good about it no matter what. And, and, and I think that's how this all started. You know, you and I had talked about homework. You know, think about how we'd look at homework. So uh, I come home with with trig homework and I stay up till two in the morning working on trig homework. I've got seven pages front and back of, you know, all of this mathematical equations and I go back and it's graded and I make a D on it. Um, the interesting part is, um, I really tried my hardest on that and that's good. The urgency for me was there. I mean, I stayed up all night. I worked really hard on it, but then I got a D for it. So what's that immediately tell me about the urgency on my part and what I'm doing intrinsically? It it, it throws a, a big cup of cold water on the intrinsic flame pretty quickly at that moment. Um, it's like, well, okay, that's not good. And now I'm suffering from it because I've got a D on it. You know, that's how do educators and and I know most educators work their classroom where they they notice these things. You know, Jeff, you did a good job. I'm not going to fail you on this. But I kind of wonder if if that's, you know, a bad thing. And and then we have some places that 
have cut homework out altogether. So there is no urgency to get it done. There is no urgency to practice on this at night and practice and practice and get better. Because once we take the test and you make whatever you do, we're going to move on and we're not going to come back to it again. Uh, it, and, and that's the other part of it. Uh, am I am I am I walking that dog way off the path into the woods and down a cliff? Is that <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I don't think so. I, I don't. Uh, I, we'll we'll pose that question to the listeners. Did you guys you know feel like we were? You know, did you just uh, fall off the cliff there with Jeff, or are you with him right there? You understand where he's going, what he's talking about? Because I mean, I, when when uh, I, when I'm thinking of like working, when I'm doing, <laughs> when I'm doing homework with my daughter, right? Because she's taking college algebra. I haven't had college algebra in, I don't know, 30 plus years. Um, and by the way, I'm doing way better at it now than I did back then. I'm like, I, I think I need to go take this so that I can update my uh, transcript. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, for me, um, I have the the intrinsic motivation and the urgency for me to help her because even though um, what we're learning in college algebra isn't necessarily going to apply to anything directly with what I am doing at this stage in my life, it's still, I have an internal motivation to want to help her get better. But at the same time, I am actually learning the stuff that I did not learn the first three times around. And and I'm not being silly. I, I had to take, well, I'm being a little silly, but I mean, I had to take college algebra three times. And the third time the professor said, look, sit in the back of the class and don't say a word. And I'll give you a D that gets you out of the class because I was that bad at it. And I, I had no urgency. I had no desire. I had no drive. It was a lot like what you were talking about, Jeff, was, you know, I was doing the homework and I was I wasn't getting it. I was getting D's or F's mostly. And I just I was not understanding at all, you know, what I was supposed to do with it and whatever intrinsic motivation I might have had at the time. It quickly went out the window because I had none. Now I, I do have that. I'm like, oh, yes, I want to do this for me as a motivation because hopefully it's, it's helping her. And then I see some of the um, urgency that she has when we're sitting down working on stuff. Now I'm not so sure she is intrinsically motivated to want to learn college algebra. Hers is, I think uh, much more extrinsic, right? She wants to pass the test. Um, she wants to be able to, you know, take whatever she's learning and, and move it to the next stage in order to pass the next test in order to just, you know, make it to December and get out of the class. However, an interesting thing has been happening, and that is that she's got several classmates who they all are in a group text and a, in a group chat and, and they do uh, online or not online, but, you know, face to face over the phone. Um homework help type stuff. And she has been helping her friends with their work, which in turn is helping her understand because she's having to teach what she's learning. And I think that there is where some of her intrinsic motivation for wanting to learn how to do it is coming to surface, if that makes sense. Sure. It makes sure. And that's an urgency to her to make sure she knows it to help her friends. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's an, that's an urgent you know, need. And, and so I guess, you know, Hey, wrapping it up. I mean, I guess what, what I, what I want to know is uh, what's urgent to you. What's the urgency um, 
that, that moves you. I mean, I think it's a great word. I think it's one of those words that you, you write um, on the mirror in the morning. It's you write on your board that stays up there in your classroom all the time, you know, urgency, you know, like what's, what's that mean to you and what's urgent to you to get done? Is it just to pay the bills? Is it just to make it through college algebra? If that's it, then that's it. But you know, is that what drives you to create that intrinsic need, that intrinsic motivation to move forward through that class? And, and I think we can all agree that that's true. I mean, we all have things that we go, okay, I have this to get done in this amount of time. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's urgent at that moment. And then after that, eh, we move on to the next thing. But, you know, in education, um, as educators, I believe that urgency is, is so far reaching. And, uh, and I believe that's something that uh, we should all probably uh, take a longer look at and maybe start to define that word a little bit uh, deeper and more meaningful to each one of us. So there it is. Uh, tell us what you think is urgent in education and uh, what's urgent to you. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd make a cool bell ringer. Um, whether you were doing it in Google Classroom or you you know wrote it up on the board or whatever, and you, you just you just said what's urgent to you today, and the students who felt like sharing whatever whatever it is, it may be related to that class, it might not be related to that class. What what's urgent to them in that moment, and see if there's a way that you know working together, the educator in the you know the teacher in the classroom, the students in the classroom can help, you know, mitigate whatever that urgency happens to be. Or if it's something that they want to know about, how do they help them with that urgency and and fulfilling the desire to know more about whatever that happens to be? Hi, I'm April Jackson, and this is your East Update. This week, we hear from Berryville High School student Bryce O'Dell and the sensor he created to help visually impaired members of his community. Hey, I'm Bryce O'Dell. I am a junior at Berryville High School. I have made a backup camera for a human. So the sensor is a ultrasonic sensor that we have coated with an Arduino that registers distance and then with that distance the Arduino will send a pulse through a buzzer to be faster or slower depending how close or far away the object that it is sensing is. In West Fork there is about four runners who are completely blind and they run with a guide runner. The guide runner, however, doesn't tell them whenever they are about to get past or are passing someone. So then we have created this to sort of give them a little bit of an advantage, not really an advantage, but getting them almost up to our vision to where they can know when they are or are not passing someone. If you're interested in hearing this week's full episode of the East Update or learning more about East partnerships and projects, visit our website at eastinitiative.org or follow us on social media at The East Initiative. I am April Jackson, and this has been your East Update. Hey, thank you so much to April Jackson and The East Initiative for bringing that awesome story from students at Berryville. It's amazing to me. This this is exactly what the East Initiative was set up to do. 
provide an avenue for students to be able to solve real world problems that are happening in their community. That is fantastic. Yeah. And, and, and you know, using tech to do it, right? creating a sensor for the you know visually impaired. That's that's pretty cool stuff. So we really big shout out to them. And if you want to find out more about them, really don't forget to check them out on the web at eastinitiative.org uh, or you can catch them on the, uh, the social medias, the tweets and the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that kind of good stuff. They're out there as East Initiative. So Definitely check them out and see if they might be something your school or district would like to have as part of its program. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and if you want to catch up with us, come see us in person. Lord help you. Uh, we are going to be at the <laughs> Arkansas Conference of Technology on October 17th. So that is in Little Rock. Hey, and then we're going down for our third appearance at the uh, Technology and Curriculum Conference of Aldean. Uh, that's TCCA in October 26th. That's that's in Aldean, Texas, uh, the Houston area. Yeah. And then in November, we're scheduled to jump on over to Akron, Ohio at the Teach Better Conference. Then we're going to stay up north, and right after that, November 13th through the 15th, we'll be in Springfield, Illinois, at the Illinois Education and Technology Conference. Yeah, and wrapping up the uh, semester in December, we're going to be at the Association of Education Service Agencies 2019 Conference, not in the north. We're going to be in sunny Phoenix, Arizona in December. Come see us for that one. Yeah. Yep. And if you think uh, if you'd like to keep up with what we're doing, just in case that our schedules do change and things do happen and if we're not going to be at a conference or we're moving to another conference, just check out our website, edutechguys.com or follow us on social media and we'll keep you updated. Hey, it's been a great show. Uh, I, as usual, have always had a great time. And uh, David, I hope you've had a great time also. Yeah, man. Like you said, I, I like it when it's the the two of us. Don't get me wrong. I love having guests on the show and, and it's awesome to be able to ha- have people share their stories. But sometimes, uh, you know, it, it's kind of cool when it's just us sharing our thoughts uh, um, about, you know, education technology. Lots of fun. I agree. Yeah, true. Hey, well, listen, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. And we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys edutechguys.com There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all. all. But, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.